Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Surgecast, Season 3, Episode 14, presented by Primal X Hockey and DraftKings, and we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter. And we are finally back after a somewhat smallish break. It's been since like the 20th, but we're all finally back together to record an episode. Guys, sorry, we, we, we needed to celebrate that. Hockey it's is officially October. back. It's October. Hockey month is here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to actually drop the episode on Monday, but you know we were able to make it to record earlier. So if you're listening to this episode, it's the same day as we recorded it. So hello, hi. Same day record with an episode released on October 1st. That means hockey is officially back because it is now hockey season. So, Getting ramped up. Very exciting. We're, we're only Ron Francis days away from puck dropping. I'm so oh, I was going to put my Ronnie Francis jersey on too. Dang it. Okay. See, look, see, you, you got to plan it out sooner, Bailey. <laughs> see, I wonder, I wonder if there are DraftKings odds on that to see if that would actually would have worked out, but Ooh. guess not. Um, so yeah, so this episode we are, it's, we only got a couple topics to really talk about. Nothing too crazy. Uh, we are going to talk about the first four preseason games, more so the games in Carolina, uh, that splits the split squads in Florida It is what it is. Those don't um, count. So we're not, those are preseason. They don't count. Yeah, they don't count. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, we're going to just kind of gloss over a little bit, just talk about guys that kind of stood out to us and all that good stuff. And then our big portion of the show is going to be our metro predictions which is always fun i know last year me and bailey did ours which uh a lot of instant a lot of interesting reactions to that because i know a lot of people like looked at me sideways about the devils they did better than i would have predicted them i still predicted them to be in the top four so <laughs> it's gonna be i'm i'm really curious to see what everyone's predictions are for this season especially since we got cat with us for this one um, expect some spicy takes for the Metro predictions in the back half of the show, but it's going to be a fun one as always. Um, we're doing them this week because next show, we're actually going to have some guests on from another team's podcast talking about our opening night opponents. So we might have some senators guys with us on the next episode. So I'm oh. really, really excited. Oh my gosh. This is my first start of the season with you guys. It is. Yes. I, yeah. Cat, Cat, this is your first. It's been so season. long. <laughs> well, yeah. like you've been here this long. What? <laughs> but, well, yeah, it's your first full season on the podcast. Yeah. So we're not, you're not mm-hmm. coming in at like in January. So, mm-hmm. but look at that. More milestones to start off this season. Keep climbing them. Yep. 
<laughs> uh, so the first game, we're, we're not going to do what we did last year and just broke down like all the scores and all that. We're just going to kind of gloss over the score, who stood out to us and stuff like that from the games so far. Um, first game, Hurricanes won against Tampa Bay Lightning 5-2. The Hurricanes scored in every period, two in the first and two in the third. Um, congratulations to Jane Hobgawax for getting the first Hurricanes goal of the preseason. Um, it was a nice one, too. It was nice. It definitely was a nice one. How about Caleb Jones, Wait. though? Wait. Did he get the first one? Yeah. yeah. I thought Robodos did. Am I wrong? I thought it was over. No, no, it's Jane Hobgolox got the first goal of the Hurricanes in the pre in the pre in the preseason, not not the rookie showcase, but preseason games. No, Robodoff scored two. Pretty sure. Nah, I'm looking at the box score right now. He didn't score any goals in that first game. That first game, yeah. So it went. Well, yeah. I watched it. I swear. You were at the right. game. You were at the game. I was at the game. All right, so who all scored, Zach? Let me see if I can remember this. Yeah, Jane, yeah, Jane Hockelock scored, and then uh, Caleb Jones also scored in the first period, too, so he's got his first quote-unquote goal as a hurricane. Um, Tony D'Angelo scored in the second, and then Noel Gundler and Kiefer Bellows. Um, both of them scored in the third. So a lot of our – so mostly – guys we just got signed recently and some of our PTO guys scored in this game. So it was a lot well, of, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of veterans in the first game. No, we really didn't, but I we mean, we only had chatty. Well, and technically cogs. Um, yeah. And then yeah, our goalies. Chatfield, yeah. De, uh, yeah. D'Angelo. Yeah. Not a lot of, yeah. Then of course our goalies. Yeah. So it was yeah. our, it was our first look at Orlov, which was nice. It was our first yeah. look at Orlov. Um, Honestly, I thought, you know, it was a great game. You know, the Hurricanes kind of, you know, just took control in the first and the second. Late in the first, mostly the second, and even in the third. Like, Karn Sherry scored, but even then, by that point, it's like, it was already 4-1. And I thought, for, for much all the goals were kind of nice. Caleb Jones had a really nice goal. Um, I will say D'Angelo's shot, that was an absolute rocket on that on that slap shot that beat the goalie too. So, but no Gunlers was good. Even Kiefer Bellas had a nice goal too. So, I mean, overall, n- not a bad game for the Hurricanes in that one. And good on them because we honestly had a lot of, in typical Hurricanes fashion, we had a lot of pressure. We had a lot of shots. Um, and then the other team got back and scored within like their second or third shot, which was like normally, you know, a little disheartening. Um, but they didn't really, the guy, even though it was pieces up, they didn't really give up. And then we came back in like a flurry of goals. You know, once the door opens, the flurry oh, yeah. comes. Yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, Tampa, Tampa did lead in shots twenty to twenty four. But the the one thing that was kind of like the the Halgolas goal, which was very crazy or interesting, was the fact that he scored that like eight seconds after the power play goal. Like that's kind of what you love to see is just like that instant like, oh, here's our answer for your power play goal with mm-hmm. one like not even eight seconds later. Yeah, I would say okay. I sorry, I was there, and apparently I just didn't pay attention to who scored the first one. Um, I did. I will say Minter pronounced his name correctly, which was like it just really well. No, I was just I was like, I need to be like Minter and learn how to say that guy's <laughs> name. Um, but it was really good. And honestly, the ones that stood out to me, um, I saw Suzuki a whole bunch. Uh, he brought mm-hmm. a lot of physicality. Um, his presence, I just I felt like I saw him in every play. Like it was either his physicality, his forechecking, 
he had a couple, some of his passes have been, had a few miscues, uh, but overall I liked his push. Like he really inserted himself. You could tell he was really trying to be like, Hey, I'm here. Watch me play. I'm yeah. here to be known. Um, yeah, no, he's, him, he's honestly, he's had a really good off season, even like in the rookie showcase and in the preseason games so far, it's like, Andrews aren't holding him back finally. Like you're actually seeing what the Hurricanes saw him as their first round pick from yeah. I forget what exactly what draft that was, but he's been yeah, he's been playing phenomenal. And note, so yeah, far. notice him, notice Conacher, and of course Bailey. Who else did we notice that has been playing very well for his age? Oh, the guy we started it, so before we started recording, Felix Ungersorum has been out of this world uh through from what i saw which i didn't i wasn't able to watch much if any of the preseason games but from what i did see of that game he man looked lights out dude was everywhere he needed to be his on ice presence and his on ice awareness is far greater than i expected it to be and uh, again it is a preseason game so take take all of this with a grain of salt i suppose um, but at the same time, it, it, I don't know. He just really impressed me as one of the younger guys who were kind of looking at as one of those kind of more top presence type players in our the depth that we call our prospect pool. He get, like he gives you Jarvis vibes in terms of it's a very young player on the ice, but they don't play like a young player. Like they're mm-hmm. playing like they're ready for Dude it. Dude is they're 18 playing, years like, old. And he's already offer. got this much skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you could. They had a few moments where he came on, like he came out a little early and was standing at the um, bench and kind of you could see he was like just taking it all in. Uh, but for the rest of the game, I think he was like, "All right, here I am," and he mm-hmm. kind of put that moment. And it wasn't he wasn't starstruck. He wasn't like overwhelmed at all. He was constantly in the play, constantly. Uh, yeah, he sure seemed very he calm, cool, collected on the ice, yeah. and that's honestly from a player of his age, really. Um, the the way that he came onto the team. This guy's not a first round pick. Keep keep that in mind too. So um, the amount of skill that this guy shows on the ice um, with and in the way he presented himself to the team this early on um, is really really impressive. And we heard from Rod Brendamore. What was it this morning? Mm-hmm. I believe yep. in saying that he's going to be playing the next few games just to kind of, cause they have no idea where he's going to go next. Um, uh, he is, te- he, he's low. He, he is technically loaned out um, to a he? team okay. in Sweden. Yeah. In the SHL. Yeah. So, yeah. But so they were asking if he plans on going back to Sweden and hmm. whatever. And Rod's like, Hey, we're going to see him in a few games. And that's, and the way that I kind of see that is we likely know what's going to happen because yeah. our, um, pool of NHL starters is really, really large. There's not really much room for him to slot in. So we're likely going to be seeing him go back to Sweden. But to sit here and hear from the coach that this guy still is impressing him this much to where he's going to play in a few more games and kind Mm -hmm. of see where he ends up is incredibly impressive. Yeah, because I know we got two more – as of right now, we have two more games, which is this Thursday and Friday. It's a back-to-back and a home-and-home home with Nashville. Yep. So, so we get two more games to see how he plays. Like I said, he's been playing phenomenal. He did really good in the rookie showcase down there in Estero, Florida. Um, he's looked really good in the preseason games. I know a lot of people are like trying to compare him to Seth Jarvis and even Walt Ruff's like, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. Because like you said, Billy, he, he is recently 18. 
like I see, they're already having them kind of set up to be loaned out this week. It's like they really can't send them to the A. They, they could send them to the AHL if they really wanted to as a loan, but if they're going to get with, with the unfortunate situation that's happening with our mm-hmm. um, it's affiliation better, it, it, too, or it's, I guess lack thereof, it's, it's almost better, better to send, send him somewhere mm-hmm. where you know he's going to have chemistry. You know he's going to play well. He's going to be in the best position to succeed well and, th- and think about this too like the swedish the swedish league is really really good so you, you're going against exactly. Germany in yeah. a really elite league and that's probably the best case scenario for him so it's so not I mean, like oh, it's going to be a detrimental situation to him no. no and they're getting they're getting him to play in the next level because they want to see him because you know knock on wood as injuries pop up every now and then like those mm-hmm. always happen um here's a guy you might want to call i mean jarvis got the call it like you never know that's, right, exactly. So just to see how this guy can handle himself, especially if he gets caught up at any time, uh, right, exactly. is, really, is really helpful. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's definitely a name to watch and a name to learn how to say quickly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even talking about like talking about how good Suzuki and Unger Storm are, they both got an assist on the Caleb Jones goal in the first period. You know who also got an assist? Pierre Kachekov. Yeah. <laughs> and they asked him about it. They said, oh, and he goes, oh. My job. <laughs> <laughs> my job is my job is to stop pucks, but also get points. I mean, he did score a goalie goal in the AHL last year, so I mean, he he wants to get on the score sheet as well. But no, Understorm's gonna be really good. Um, Brian Suzuki's been playing real well. I really like No Gunler too. He's been playing phenomenal as well. So he looked good in the rookie showcase. He scored a goal in the third period off of Dylan Coglin. So an overall good game by those guys. Um, even just talking about the goalies and like you saw that Freddie played. 32 minutes and 18 seconds. Piotr, 27-42. They both allowed one goal on 14 shots. So they they evened out the 13 out of 14 saves for both of them. So not not bad for those two. Um, yeah, it was nice to see our veterans in the crease a little. Not better. Well, Kachekov is kind of a veteran at this point. Kind of, yeah. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you can't get away from this without talking about I mean, we've talked about some of the new guys, but you've got mm-hmm. the two guys that are pretty sure to have some sort of roster spot um, in D'Angelo and Orlov. And um, I, I'll say uh, all you want. He, from what I saw from D'Angelo, he had a pretty dominant presence. He well, did pretty well. One, um, one I will goal, say there. He got a goal and assist for two points. Yeah. So, so he did, he did what they want him to do on offense. There was a few um, scary mispasses. Um, around oh, you, mean, our you, goal. Know, you, you mean the led to his goal where it's like, like the fact that he didn't that's even how, that's how could you, yeah, that's how could check off got an assist, yeah. So, it, like, and even like he didn't even celebrate his own goal, <laughs> yeah. So, it just it, it you know what you're gonna get with him. It's, hmm. I, I don't think he's gotten worse or better. I think you just, you know, the what way you're that with I him. see it is he, he had a role on the team when he was with us the year before last. Mm-hmm. He is sliding right back into that role. Um, yep. He it, like he's coming back into the system, knowing exactly what's expected of him, knowing exactly what he needs to do, and he's doing it. And that's why I say hate him, hate on him all you want, but that's the job that he's been given. Right, yeah. um, exactly. And that, so. that's the and way that I'm kind of seeing it. Yeah. So. And speaking of his defensive partner Orlov, uh, he. I was, I, I feel like he played what I expected him to play. He was like a bull in a china shop. Again, he's yeah. not as big as everyone thinks he is, but the way he mm-hmm. plays is just, he is a very a big pest. presence on the ice. Yeah, yeah. He, he just he, gets he, in he, your he, way. 
he's he's kind of like Burns a little bit, where like as soon as he gets in the play, like you're gonna have a hard time getting around him, getting the puck. Um, but and, and, he, and he's still getting used to the system too. So just wait until he's full go in the system. Right. Um, he, he's one of those guys you, you hear the saying all the time throughout the league: love to play with him, hate to play against him. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, so real quick, a uh, couple guys that also stood out to me that might not show up on the score sheet, but Blake Murray three hits and Zach Austin Reese also got five hits in that game. So those two throwing the body around for sure. Um, Justin Robodot plus two on the score sheet. So I know it's like it's not really big like huge things, but I mean for sixteen minutes of ice time with a plus two, can't go wrong with that for another young guy as well who just won the Memorial Cup this past oh, yeah. season. Um, now the next game I'm really excited to talk about was the game against Florida and the hurricanes absolutely dominated this game 31 to 15 in shots. Uh, the power play did score. So you, you love to see it, but I love the, I love before the game, you saw scholar Brendan Moore doing kind of like a, a mini solo skate by himself and then took a picture with him and uh, Brooks. With, mm-hmm. uh, with Rod and Brooks on the bench, that was so cool. And the fact we that we didn't even... see Skylar Brendamore in the box as well. <laughs> yeah, with with, with 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 a cheaters never win graphic like you know as you, you know Rod's just sitting there shaking his head at him. Oh, 100 Well, and the fact that even Paul Maurice let him do the opening face off of the game too, it showed like how much it meant to Skylar. Oh, that's awesome! That, yeah, yeah. Well, for the fact that Skylar grew up in the building, and even Shane and Mike talked about it on the latest Canes cast, like during the summer like they're they're like who's this, like who's on the ice right now in the middle of summer it's skylar and rod and going through drills paul maurice coach brenda moore in the mm-hmm. building so it's a nice little coach his son for exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the it's it, in 89 brenda moore jersey is very interesting to look at especially I know. since it's from yeah. florida but in it's just like the ovation for him was really cool, and there's how he was able to do all that. But it's just, it was like some His people. game interview was hilarious because he was like, obviously for the guys, I would want a better result, but that night was one for him to remember. hundred percent. Because I tweeted out like how he got that penalty, and some people were like, I had to do a double take on that. <laughs> on the because like there seen... more in the box. <laughs> do the refs hate him that much? Jeez. But it was also it's like oh Kane's on the power play, Brenda Moore's in the box. Saying wait, how is how how do the Hurricanes got a power play with Brenda Moore in the box? But no, it was really cool for Skyler just be able to you know play in the building that he kind of he basically grew up in and you know played against his dad. So that was that was really cool for your like that was like your preseason date like your pro debut. Like that's the debut, cool thing to remember that? from preseason. A hundred percent. Um I will say though, so getting into other things from that game too, I'm kind of starting backwards going to the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. If you recall our interview with Walt Ruff a few episodes ago, he yep. said that one of the newest canes was going mm-hmm. to be somebody you fell in love with very easily. Hundred percent. He showed that he he came out to end the game. Um, in Michael Bunting, he has shown in in recent uh, preseason games as well that his uh, proclivity to camp out in the penalty box is still there. I mean, he he also draws penalties too. Let's not forget. He does draw penalties too. He got he got a a very early penalty uh, power play for us too. So he did. So, but yeah, uh, his 
affinity to score um, is something that's really going to come in handy for the Canes. Um, I, from what I saw from him, I didn't see much of the second game either, but I, I loved everything I saw. That Um, line of him, KK and Nason started buzzing. Like they were just, and you had with that line. So you've got the two guys that could potentially be net threat. You got Bunting and you've got Nason, two scrappy guys. They were getting pushed. They were getting shoved like nonstop. And of course the refs were doing a little game management in the preseason, not wanting the full fights to break out because there were definitely some oh, yeah. moments that definitely could have broken out. Um, oh, you mean, oh, you mean, oh, you mean Brandon Lemieux asking everyone how their summers were and legging some like food recipes in like five scrums. Well, Nason, Nason was uh, getting a little bit beat up there in the front um, of the net and got called and just, didn't do anything in return except maybe said something back and got a roughing call just the same, which I was like, not sure that was the same amount, but no. (laughs) overall it was that game, that game felt like, so again, I was, it was a really nice way to get a lot of Kaniacs to get in early for the season, especially if there's any that can't make for the home opener coming up just so that $10 tickets that place, even we started filling up even the, third level um so it was definitely it was buzzing again you got to have uh it it felt like there was a little bit like more electricity in the air even though it was different guys but we're playing the we're playing the team that kicked us out last year right so you had a little bit there you know i mean you had a lot you had a lot more of the regulars for this one plus for for it to be the community game and like it was like ten dollars for general admission pretty much anywhere in the building that was really smart by the hurricanes to do that to do ten dollar tickets everywhere, so yeah. Well, your regulars were ma- were mainly on defense. You still had, uh, I think you only had one line of uh, about three guys up top that were yeah four with Jury, KK, and Mason. And you're you've got your core defense, of course, um, with Slavin, Burns, Pesci, and Shea. But Shea got a great goal. But uh, it was I, what I noticed more because we've seen Shea this the summer of Shea, the season of Shea. Where he he is now very comfortable in the offensive role. Pesci yeah. did a lot. Pesci did a lot of crashing the net, and he was very offensive. And I think he's wanting after this summer and all the talks about him. I think he's wanting to come out into the season very strong, oh, um, and kind of yeah. show why he wants why he has said he's want to be here for the rest of his career and just kind of cement his spot. I mean, as long like for as long as we keep slaving, I was the that Pesci would want to also be like that. Um, but it was good to see our, our defensive core did what they did best. Um, honestly, I, and I know people like the sandpaperness of him. I, Lemieux has to grow on me a little bit, not going to lie, because I, I love his, I love the sandpaper. Like he was initiating things. Like he gave me those little bit of church check vibes with that. I, I'm still not a fan of him doing that on our own bench. I think he needs to calm down on that, especially mm-hmm. with Bunting, because if Bunting's going to be a fan favorite and you're pissing him off, I don't know if that's going to go over well with how the season. I like the team chemistry, and I don't need someone yeah. messing with that. Yep. Just, just, to, just to mess with it. Like, you mess with other people on the ice. That's fine. The guy sitting on your bench, especially beside you in the locker room, knock it off. I'm not a fan of that. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, no, for sure. And Lemieux is, like you said, a lot of growing on that one, but it is what it is. But how about that fourth period, though? What was it, like three goals in a span of like 309 or something like that? That's fourth that? period? 
Third period. <laughs> I was about to say, what's going on? Sorry, I. <laughs> he, meant the the fourth he meant the fourth quarter. <laughs> hey, the the Panthers are currently playing right now, so if that's what you're <laughs> thinking. <laughs> no uh, context. A very special guest just might have confirmed a date for us for a special episode. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, yes. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. We're not giving anything away. Yeah, that that third period though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, three minutes like nine seconds. Steph Nason power play goal. Tell me if you've heard that story before. Uh, KK with the assist. Felix Ungerstorm another assist. That dude. It, that kid's gonna be so good. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, Ryan Suzuki, not long after, got got a goal. So Ryan Suzuki just keeping on, keeping on for him. Um, Brady Shea. I want to talk about this Brady Shea goal because that whole setup, even before that goal, was absolutely. The, for the fact that the Florida was on, the Panthers were on a three and one going into our zone. Michael Bunting actually somehow gets all the way back, breaks that entire play up, turns around and goes back, and then creates a. Four on one for the Hurricanes. So you go from a three on one in your zone to a four on one in the other zone. And somehow absolutely toe drags the, the lone Panthers player, caught like had him puck watching and then just feathered it over to Brady Shea for a slam dunk goal. Absolutely fantastic. That whole setup by Michael Bunting was great. That angle that the Hurricanes posted the other day of, of right on the glass was just the angle was so amazing for the fact that Michael Bunting was like he skates forward, then just starts gliding backwards and celebrating at the same time. It was like, okay, I wish I was that fluid on skates where it's like, oh, yeah, no big <laughs> deal. I'm going to celebrate going backwards after I just set up Brady Shea for a brilliant goal. Like, that whole setup, like, the, the Shea goal is amazing, but Michael Bunting, like, this is why you love this dude already. It's like, broke up a play, transitioned, set the assist to cap off a, a huge run like that. I mean, that place was buzzing after that goal it was, like it was yeah it was it was so fun honestly i it was so fun not only was it a goal like there was obviously there were goals but the celebration of that one was just extra like it was all smiles the, the building was going it i i i feel like bunting's really gonna love it when he gets to like a in a regular season and sees just how much the kaniacs can support um but uh speaking of the other goal though with suzuki um so he had many chances and he finally got that lone one and he made it count on uh, going against Knight, who is having honestly a very good game against us and nothing he was, really was getting past him. All night. He was so, so absolutely on it. For Suzuki to get that one-on-one -on -one kind of with him and just beat him, uh, I think near post mm -hmm. uh, was really impressive. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I noticed Suzuki a whole lot more than I noticed Drury, which I don't know if that's a good thing for Jury because I know Jury has been in our lineup, but I don't. Mm. With these guys trying to break into it, it's not the time to kind of ease up at all. Like he could easily be taken, like his spot could be taken by one of these guys. And I'm, I, I just noticed Suzuki a whole lot more than I did Jury. So yeah. it'll be interesting to watch what happens with that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it because because Shane because Shane and Mike talked about it on one of their recent episodes like the Hurricanes probably have to go with the full boat this year so you're talking not 20 or 21 guys you're probably talking 23 24 guys on the roster so you're talking about more roster spots they're going to be open so I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Suzuki's like no I've done enough like he's almost pushing for at least a depth spot or he could be saying 
I want that four C spot, which can make things very interesting. Because yeah, we all know Jack Drury did request a trade. We don't know when exactly, and he's played good too. But I don't know the way Ryan Suzuki's been playing recently, especially with how he was in the showcase and so it. far in preseason. Yeah, he's knocking on the door for at least a roster spot. He's like, I'm tired. I had my injuries. I've had my setbacks. I want to get into this. Yeah, like I mean, he is done. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely say a roster spot, but who who's to say he can't take that four C spot? So that'd be very interesting uh, for him. Um, last goal of the game: Michael Bunting with the empty netter, Slavin with the assist, KK for his second. Just a nice little turns around, gets to like you know the center ice, and just absolutely floats. If he can in. get empty net goals, he's immediately got. A roster spot every game. <laughs> I mean, he he hit, it, he, hit, he hit it perfectly too. So I mean, but yeah. I mean, two point night. Um, I mean, kind kind of said the, the he made that Brady Shakel look absolutely amazing with that. But great night for him. I because when I tweeted out about him scoring that goal, it's just Maple Leafs fans were all like, "I miss him already." You're like, "We'll take <laughs> we'll take good care of him. Don't worry." Of the of the two games too, I know we're breaking this one down a little bit more, but. Um, speaking, I gotta speak of our, our defense a little bit more and the guys that aren't normally on our roster with Mendo <laughs> and um, uh, Finsor. Is that how you say it? Finsor or Finsore? Yeah, Mendel is huge. Huge. I didn't think anyone would seem so large on the ice because of Burns, because Burns is just a very large presence. Mendel and his whole 6'6 frame, large, very yeah. large. Uh, I think he'd well, so funny enough, um, Finsbury, I, I have to be with how I word it to make it understood. <laughs> I say he's like Tony D'Angelo, but like not in the defensive liabilities because that's immediately what you would think of. He has like little, the little quirks that it's kind of in the way he moves on the ice is very much like Tony. And mm-hmm. he just has a little bit of that, like, he like shifts his shoulder. Like it's like little quirks that I'm like, is Tony on the ice? And I'm like, nope, nope, another player. But if he's like, if he's got a little of that bite from Tony, I'm sure. And I think he did pretty, pretty well for like that. When you're behind four regulars, I feel like it's very easy to be like lost in the game. And those two definitely were like, nope, we're here. We're going to solidify. You're not going to have any cracks in the defense here when it's our turn. So yeah. Hundred percent, and of and of course you got to talk about who was in goal and got that win. Oh yeah, I mean, kind of have to. I mean, the fact that you had you know Antiranta and that um, was really good. You know, thirty minutes and twenty three seconds. He only faced like really ten shots in that game, but Giannis Peretz though only faced six shots. Did stop all six of them and played twenty nine minutes. I mean. He played phenomenal in that game. I mean, like I said, not a lot of shots, but he made a lot of good saves, though. And it shows the guy who got a 1.49 goals against average and a really ridiculous, it was like, what, 931 save percentage in college. And, like, his, I think his record was, like, what, 34-4 and something. It was, like, it was just an insane goalie stat line for him. So the way he played, like I said, wasn't a lot. It's shot wise, but he's still played really well. Got a lot of great sh- saves in, and for him being our fourth quote unquote fourth string goalie, I'm not upset about that. Got him for two seasons. Um, 
I'm curious to see where he's going to get loaned out in the AHL, but I'm excited. To see. Wherever he plays, I'm really excited. So um, to, ha- to have him in the system, it just shows how good the Hurricanes are in terms of scouting goalies. The fact that we are four deep at the goalie position already is like I could see – I know we're talking like like Freddie's here for another couple seasons. I could see by the season what twenty five, twenty six. Who would who would really be upset if we have Pierre Kachekov and Yanov Peretz as our goalie tandem for the twenty five, twenty six season? Like, I think those two would be f- great together, honestly. So, but yeah, I thought Yanov did amazing in that game. Um. I don't really want to talk about the last two games, that split squad. I will say this, though. Talking about the split split squads, it was very interesting how, like, so Mike and Tripp didn't go. None, none of our Canes broadcast crew went down there, so it was all Florida or Tampa's, like, broadcasters. Um, the glow puck, though, I thought that was very interesting how they had, this, how they had like, the glow like the the glow puck. There wasn't really glow puck, but like they had like that tracker. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't as bad as like the like the nineties Fox All Star game ones where it was like a pulsing blue light, which was absolutely just bad. I thought it was kind of interesting. I thought it was it, it wasn't it didn't distract too much from the game. Um but I thought the tracker was cool. Um I guess from what I heard that night, like some of the announcers were sounding like they were eating their microphone as they were commentating the game. So I'm kind of glad it makes really... you think of the football matches where the guys have the microphone like right up to their mouths. Yeah, well, because yeah, because they got like the little like cover thing on top, mm-hmm. so it kind of like it tells them like okay, you can do it up here and it has like enough the space. Pop for filter, it. yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, the game in Tampa was a four nothing game. Of course, tell me if you heard this before. The Hurricanes had 42 shots. The Tampa's 28. And the I mean, I, I feel like for the split squad games, like... Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. There's it's, a chance. I mean, obviously, Rod's going to, like, take a look at the younger talent, of course, and go watch that. But Yeah, yeah he was in Florida. You've got the travel. You've got the split. It's just, mm. like, it's not the same vibe for either game. Like, honestly, I feel like those games were more beneficial for the Florida teams than it was for us. Yeah, uh, no, 100%. Like, we like, were just a team. We were just an option for them to be able to have another preseason game. Like, I don't think yeah. it benefited us in any way. No, uh, really, so I don't really take did. a lot. I don't take a lot from it because you're just nah. you're getting very. I don't know. It, it just was an yeah. ideal way to set up for us. Yeah. Well, the hurricane in the in the Florida game, though, we did get two power play goals as our only two goals. So I mean, you, you kind of like to see that. Michael Bunting got the first one. Uh, D'Angelo and Jury got the assist. Then they get called back. Then they get called back. No, it's official. Two goals. There was a goal that Bunting did though that got called back. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one did come back, but his his power play goal did count. Um, of course, it doesn't help a few. Doesn't help though that Stevie Lawrence got a shorty in that game, but it's preseason. Oh, so. I, that's fine. That's fine. He's it's fine. Pre- he can have it. If there's anyone that gets a goal, it's him. It's, it's fine. Pre- it's preseason. Uh, D'Angelo injury with the assist. Brandon Perlini got on the score sheet. Uh, his was a power play goal, and uh, Dimitri Orlov with the assist and Noel Gundler. So, uh, it was kind of funny seeing Stormy doing live. They had Stormy doing the tweets and his graphics. It's like graphic, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> it was just little doodles. Of the logos. Um, but, you know, 
Hurricanes lost four two in, in uh, against the Panthers, and then lost four nothing against Tampa. So nothing really home to write. Nothing to write home about. It is what it is. Um, so four preseason games done. We got two later this month, or later this month, later this week. It's been a day. Um, so <laughs> it, it's it's a home and home Thursday Friday. Um, uh, first game is away at Nashville on Thursday. That's eight o'clock Eastern, and then uh, the next night is a home game at seven o'clock uh, against them again. And then we are off until Wednesday for the home opener against the the Senators. So only two more preseason games away. Uh, like I said, we'll probably probably the ninth or tenth. We'll probably get an episode recorded doing our uh, doing our home opener preview show thing with hopefully one of our senators uh podcast friends so we're going to do something with them so but overall two pre like any thoughts from the preseason games anyone you know we've talked about some players that stood out but any other quick thoughts or observations you saw from these games not much on my end no um not even a note really about us but there's just there's a bunch of guys on waivers today and the canes haven't done that with the canes aren't Anyone on I haven't seen game. much, if anything, <laughs> regarding waiver activity for the Canes. It, yeah, it's been very quiet in terms of, yeah, I'm curious to see. I wonder if they're going to wait until after the preseason games to take care of that, or maybe when we get close, maybe like Tuesday and Wednesday, we might see some movement. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting once we actually get there. So, that will kind of wrap up our preseason talk. So, before we jump into our Metro predictions, which I'm very excited for, we got to talk about some amazing sponsors. And Kat, I think you have our first one. Yeah. So we talked about, hey, October's here. It's the month of hockey. We're back. But also, we're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. But now we're going into October, so there's probably yeah. some new deals. <laughs> <laughs> um, football's more fun when you're in, in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or, or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill, Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after in issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply leave it down in the comments and see who you thought did a better job this week or the last <laughs> week 
Um. <laughs> yeah, leave it down in the comments and let me let me comment back and show you how they write out those websites because it is it is tricky. <laughs> I'd rather I would rather they just give me the dang URL, man. Give me the URL to read. Ooh. Oh my goodness! All right, phonetics are fun. <laughs> Bailey, you want to talk about our OG sponsor, which is Primo X Hockey? Do I ever? Um, so for the umpteenth week running, um, our wonderful sponsors over at Primo X Hockey are still doing their BOGO 50% off laces. Um, so run, don't walk over to PrimoXHockey.com. Skate, if anything, skate. don't run or walk, skate. <laughs> <laughs> If you whatever you need to do to get over to primoxhockey.com, do it. Um, they've got anything your heart heart desires in regards to um hockey gear. Sorry, I've got dogs barking upstairs. Um, they've got get on those deals, man. To, uh, <laughs> hockey gear. They've got used some skates, some helmets, some helmet gear, some uh goalie gear, uh skate wheels, uh skate guards, uh hockey stick grips, things uh not just hockey related, but they also have some apparel and merchandise as well. You can see the flag in Zach's video screen there, who's got some great koozies too. It's a great time over at Primo X Hockey. So make sure you go over and get some, get you some things for your hockey playing needs. And the best part of all of this is at checkout, use code, Sur code SurgeCast for 20% off of your order, your AHO discount. Um, great opportunity for uh, you guys over there at Primo X Hockey. If going online isn't uh, in the cards for you, and you are in the Raleigh area, you can also head over to uh, their warehouse over at Diggs, off of Diggs Drive. Jeez, I could not talk today. Um, and uh, be sure to bring your skates over if you want some super cheap skate sharpening for $5. Um, great group of guys over at Primo X Hockey. They're awesome. Definitely go check them out. Yes. Hear those dogs barking? They want you to know to get in on the deals. ASAP. <laughs> Uh, yes, big thank you to those guys for 93 episodes now. So it's cool that we've had them for that long. And DraftKings is most recently new, but we definitely appreciate them jumping on with us as well. Remember, code THPN uh, over at DraftKings. Now, the most exciting part of the podcast, time for some Metro predictions. Um, like I said, there's going to be some spicy takes here in terms of some of us, depending on where we put certain teams at, but I think it's a lot of fun. I know last year, me, like I said, me and Bailey did them. Um, pretty much we were all wrong about the Penguins, apparently. I guess they just decided, like, no, we don't want to go to the playoffs this year. So, but yeah. at, at least the Devils, at least the Devils somewhat came through for me in terms of <laughs> I didn't look like a clown picking them fourth. So this yeah, year, save, be... save, save Zach that one embarrassment. No. <laughs> He's got he's got other stumbling blocks. Save him that one, please. <laughs> wow, appreciate it. Appreciate You're that. You're welcome. All right, Kat. So we're going to start with you then. Uh, we're going to go eight to one. We're all going to uh, you know basically tell who where we put the certain team in this spot and why. You know, just because why not be a little fun. Cat, who is your number eight team? Oh, I don't want to start with eight. Um, Too bad we gotta go eight to one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, this one's actually kind of easy. I'm gonna say in in the metro is kind of easy. Uh, I think the Blue Jackets. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I'm wow. sorry if you come if you compare them to the others. I don't. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. I mean, we're talking eight, like the last place in the metro, right? Yeah. Why are you guys so? Why are you guys so shocked about that? <laughs> I had a certain orange team there instead. Oh, uh, well, I think it's the Blue Jackets. All right. Well, <laughs> have the have. Okay, tell me what are what have the Blue Jackets done this off season that you think is pushing them up? They got Fantilli. That's that's a good that's a good pickup for them. They all, I mean, their defense got better. I mean, they got Severson, they got Proveroff. I mean, it's so you're not- telling you're telling me that kind of like so. For an example, you think because Chicago Chicago has Bedard, they're immediately closer to the top of their standings as I, well. I, that's not what I even said. I I didn't. I know, but, but you're comparing, but like it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, they they haven't done anything. They haven't done anything big. I think to push them above their competitors, in my opinion. So they're eight for me. Okay. All right. All right, Billy. Why, why is it Philadelphia for you? <laughs> I hold on. I'm you're making There's technically me... another orange team, kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, kind of, I guess. But they're the only like orange is their primary color. Um, I don't know. I think given even with the lack of what Columbus did in the offseason, there's still enough talent to push them over the lack of talent that exists in Philadelphia. Um, they've got oh, Carter. Sorry, Hart and sorry, sorry, Sam. <laughs> they've got Carter Hart and net. That's about I, I don't know. I mean, they, 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 they're, they, they're, they, they did get rid of some bad rock, like bad contracts too. Like well, they did. But the thing for me is it, just like looking at this roster in front of me and then pulling up Columbus's, there's a little more substance to Columbus's to give them a chance to at least not be last in the, the yeah, division. They, they, like I said, Fantilli's supposed to be really good for them. They got they got a lot more good picks. They got some other guys they got into on trades and the defense the defense got a lot better i think and it, like for me and i'll i'll go ahead and like i mean philadelphia is my obvious last you guys can kind of tell who my i don't know i'm still going back and forth um i i just yeah looking looking at this roster versus other rosters in the league we you guys know enough about the game of hockey to know that it doesn't just take talent to be part of a good hockey team. A lot of it is chemistry and strategy and um, making yourself competitive. Um, I just don't see a lot, even with the lack of talent compared to other rosters in the division, this just doesn't stand out to me as a super competitive roster. No, I mean, I mean, they do have, I mean, they still have connect and they still got Faraby and stuff like that. It's just, it's All right, tough. Zach. Tell us, tell us why. Tell us why your number eight is the Flyers as well. Oh, the same reason as Bailey was saying. It's just you look at the roster. I mean, I don't, the thing is, Carhartt's not a bad goalie. It's just unfortunate he doesn't really have a defense environment. He doesn't just have a. Um, no, crappy defense is a not good analytic word to use. Um, <laughs> it's just he, it's just overall that whole roster. It's just tough, and he can only do so much. Like if he's getting like peppered 50 shots a game there's only if so he's much gonna be the do. main goaltender on that team he can't stand stand on his head 
60 games out of 82. No, no, they also, I mean, they also got Sam Harrison too, who played pretty well for Lehigh Valley last year as well. And he has some, they've got Cal Peterson signed too. So yeah, they did. They, yeah, they got on that trade as well. So it's, it's at least with Dane Prier, he's actually giving them a legit rebuild. Like they've been, they should have been having a rebuild for the last couple of years. Whatever reason, the last management group didn't want to do it. And Briere's like, no, we're getting rid of the bad contracts. We're going to try to get some young guys ready to go. We're actually going to try to do a rebuild. So he's actually doing something that should have already been done. So I will say the one hope that I do have for the Phillies is now their coach the Phillies. is not. You mean huh? the Flyers? For Philly, <laughs> sorry. Uh, not the for Flyers. the Phillies. Um, the the one hope that I do have for Philly is. All this. right. Like we're changing attention away from the fourth period. We understand that. <laughs> No, the one hope that I do have is that their coach isn't um, solely focusing on uh, bad chemistry with one of the defensemen on the team. So he's actually able to put his sole focus into building the team into what it potentially could be, mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting here and I I, I don't want to cuss, but like crap fitting with another a, a player on the team, you know. So. So in telling our eighth place picks, we've also kind of all told our seventh. I feel Not, like unless I haven't. Right? I haven't. You so, and I maybe. Zach hasn't. Yeah. So uh, obviously for me, for my net, for the seventh would be the would be the Flyers. Bailey's would be the Jackets. Zach, tell us who you got down there. Wait, so wait, who do you wait. who do you have Columbus beating? That's actually my question. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> So, so Bailey, yours is what? Col- yours is Columbus, correct? All right, we're we're switched. Ours is opposite. Okay. Oh, so both of you are switched then. I, I can I can kind of see that. Um, yeah, for a spicy take, it's yeah. Not, tell it's, it. Tell us, number one, Patrick Line fan here. Who do you have? Who do you have? Uh, the Jackets beating. <laughs> I know who it is. Who is it, Bailey? Who I feel it, like Bailey? it's the Islanders. No, it's not. It isn't. Whoa! Okay. He's gonna he's gonna put he's gonna put either the pins or the capitals down there. Oh my gosh! It's the capitals. <laughs> it's the capitals. Yeah. It's the capitals. Okay. The thing is, like, yeah, you're kind of getting back. You're kind you're, you're kind of getting back from back. Yes, but in terms of the roster, you've done really. They've done nothing all off season. They did not get any better. They've all gotten older. Honestly, like, if you look at all the main guys, a lot of them are in their thirties. You gave Tom Wilson a really long contract with a huge AAV for really no reason. And it's not like the goaltending got any better. Like it's like they're they're an old team that's they're gonna rely on Ovi to carry them. And you kind of saw that last year. They really didn't do a whole lot. So yeah, they got rid of Laviolette, but you're still looking at a roster that's gotten older, not a lot of whole a lot of changes really. And you, and you really expect that, oh, just because Backstrom's coming back, that the whole roster's going to get fixed? I really just don't think so. I don't think the Capitals got any better. And I think the Jackets, in my opinion, did get a little bit better. Like, they've added some more depth on the defense. They've added a little bit more scoring. It's Are the, are the Jackets going to, like, run away? Are they going to, like, absolutely, you know, run away with it or make a real case in the division? No. But I still think they did better than what the Capitals did this year, honestly. So the it's Capitals not... did get Pacioretty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he played three games last year and tore his Achilles twice in the span of one season. Like it's it's a it's a 
nothing bad against patches, but it's like you, you – that's a big risk bringing him in after two Achilles surgeries in one year. So – and, yeah, they got Dylan Sturm too. But it's just for me, I just don't think the Capitals got any better. They kind of just stagnated through an offseason and just got them – that made them older. That's all I really see out of the Capitals. All right. You know, what? I'll, you know what? I'll I'll even follow up with my uh, what sixth place team? Yeah, I'll go with my sixth place team. Is the Columbus Blue Jackets? I got them at six, and it's not like <laughs> you were. I thought you were going to do the Penguins, and I was like, Zach's going to get so roasted, bro. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's like it's not like the Jackets are going to be like five or ten points ahead. I think it's going to be close. It's you're talking within maybe two to four points between the Jackets and the Capitals, so it's not like a huge difference. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's going to be a lot closer than, than what people think it's going to be, but the, the Jackets aren't going to run away with the sixth spot. It's going to be closer than them and the Capitals. I just think they're a better team than the Capitals this year. All right, Bailey, uh, who is your sixth place team? Sorry, I'm trying to navigate dogs barking upstairs and Stormy is very needy right now. Um, <laughs> uh, my sixth team i'm actually gonna follow up with your seventh place team in the washington capitals um i would agree in saying that a lot of their talent they they didn't do much in term of addition but they did do a lot in term of um age and uh veteran status um, I would argue that it doesn't put them quite at the bottom for me, but it's mm. not. I, I still think they have a little bit more better in presence to kind of help push them along than they do the other two teams that I've already listed. Okay. Um, so I'll leave. Which is which is fair. Which is fair. All right, Kat, who, who, who do you got? Uh, follow, uh, following up with the Caps as well. Okay. So, so kind of like our bottom three are kind of the same three teams. There's just a little bit of difference here and there in terms of me and Bailey going with the Flyers last. You go with Columbus. All Our whole seventh place spots are all three different teams. Yep. <laughs> like We're not mm-hmm. the same there. And then sixth place is... Well, Cat and I are the same in at least one of them. Sixth place. You're yeah. T- you're, yeah, you're tight. Yeah, six. Yeah, you both are the same for six, but I'm turning like the seventh place teams. I went Capitals, you went Jackets, and then uh, Cat went with Flyers. So our seventh place is completely different. Um, but yeah, six and eight is about the same. Um, Cat, who do you got in the fifth spot? This one's tricky. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, but, that I think like that three, four, five is the more mm-hmm. trickier area in terms of like who finishes where. Yeah, like I'm gonna say honestly, around then I like I will fully take it if it gets a little bit moved around in the three, four, five. I totally understand. Honestly, right. more the fifth and fifth, uh, the fourth and fifth. Um, I think. I kind of want to go with the Penguins. Okay. Really? I kind of want to go with the Penguins um, just because they're a little bit like the Caps where they're still on that, that they're just relying on old chemistry. Um, they do now have Carlson, but is Carlson going to 
have that season again. It's a different system. Um, or is he yeah. going to be more liability? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this one and my next one can easily flip flop. Um, I'm just, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to see, it's going to have to be, can the penguins get back into their old chemistry or are they getting stuck? Well, so. and I, I think with them too, it's like, you're, like if you're putting like Carlson and Latang together, that's going to be a very bad situation because they're both really offensively minded defensemen. So you put them on the same defensive pair and even put them on the same power play unit together. You're at risk it's of just, a lot of PKs. In my mind, the Penguins are a dynasty team, and a dynasty team can be great until you age out of it. And then right. you either get stuck in the legacy or, or you get some fresh meat. And I, they're in between trying to figure out which one they're doing. Are they Wait, getting man. stuck? Or are they going to – is it going to work out for them one or two more times? I even think – yeah, I even think for me too, like the goaltending situation is such a question mark because you got to hope that Tristan – Tristan Jari can give. I mean, he struggled last year mightily, and now you're gonna you give him a new contract for five years, and you gotta hope that he can find his form again. But like, who's in, who's really your backup? I think was it? I think it's Ned, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Nadel- so you got Nadelkovich. I mean, so it's like that's gonna be tough. I think you gotta hope that you know if Jari's not having a guy, you gotta hope Nadelkovich does his job, and then the bottom six is still a big question mark. Like, did the bottom six get any better? And a lot of people are saying, oh, Alex Nylander's look good. But it's like, yeah, well, Alex Nylander struggled in Chicago and Buffalo. So it's like, are you really going to rely on him? So I don't know. It's just – I'm just going to say it. I put Pittsburgh fifth as well. I just – I yeah, they got Carlson. Yeah, they got rid of a lot of bad contracts too. But I still think it's like your bottom six is still a big question mark. Your lat, your defensive pairs outside of the top are going to be question marks. Even goaltending is too. I will say I think that we're, we – we either will see five teams out of the Metro make the playoffs or it's going to be four, but I think the Penguins are going to miss. But if the Penguins do miss, it's very, very small like last year. Um, but I just, I don't know. Game Carlson is great, but he had 101 points, but he was still a minus 26. Like that's still not great. Like you, I, I just, you got, scored, you got think... scored on a lot, even with 101 points. So you're getting scored on a lot over in the West, which is a very offensive Offensive minded section of the conference. The he's coming over to the Metro where defense kind of rules more. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And a way to, ex- like, you have to obviously, like, he's gonna guys like Burns and Tony do really well, but it's because they're getting paired with people that are very strong defensively. So yeah. you have to have strong defense if you're going to have a player like Carlson. Um, yeah. I don't know how much they have of that. Honestly, a lot of these rankings are also coming down to goaltending. I will point out, I think our front office has been very smart to have mm-hmm. all three of our goaltenders because if you're looking at all the other teams, goaltending it's is tough. a struggle right now. It's a yeah. big struggle. It, it really I, I like I like Bruce Lincoln's in Columbus. I think he just didn't. They, they had like eleven. They had eleven rookies last year on that team. Like they had a lot. Of, they had the worst roster luck in terms of injuries last year for Columbus. So if he gets a full healthy team for him, they got Zacharinsky coming back. So if you get a full defense, I think Columbus might be a little bit better than what people think. But it's gonna be tough. Bailey, um, who's your fifth? <laughs> yeah, I'm going off board here with mine compared to your guys's um i'm going the islanders 
Okay. Okay. I kind I I kind of I kind of had a feeling that the Islanders were going to be probably in that in that range. Yeah. So for me, it just they, if I remember correctly, they just barely made playoffs over the Penguins last season. Um, uh, yeah, not a whole lot of points, but a few. But I mean, it's the Islanders. It's they yeah, always so, they, they all they always find a way to make the playoffs. Yeah. So for me, I was just kind of looking through the NHL free agency tracker um, just to kind of make sure that I, my mind was going where I thought it was and their off season just didn't excite me in terms of re-signing. I mean, they, they do have uh, Pierre Engvall back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got uh, Semyon Barlamov back. Um, well, yeah. Gave him a nice contract extension. Yeah. So uh, Zach Parise is not back though. Yeah. Um, as far as I see here, maybe it's just not updated. Yeah, Josh um, and Josh, Josh Bailey's gone too. Bailey's on a PTO with Ottawa right now. Yep. So for me, it just it wasn't a very exciting offseason for them. And given it like they did put up a little bit of a fight in playoffs, mm-hmm. but I don't see this being a super overly exciting season for them this upcoming season compared to the other talent that sits in the metro it is a very or at least for me like for the top three teams it's pretty top heavy um so for for me i freaking kill these dogs um (laughs) (laughs) they are very excited about hockey as you can tell um no but for me it just it like it didn't seem like a very overly exciting uh off season for them compared to the additions that the penguins made um and i'll I'll go out go ahead and say the penguins are my fourth pick uh for the metro um, just because, yeah, I don't think some of the, uh, I, I don't think some of the offense that they added is going to do what they hope it's going to do, but I think it's going to do them enough to get back in the terms of a wild card spot in the playoffs this upcoming season. Well, which is fair. I mean, you know, it, I, I get, I get what you're saying in terms of that. Um, Kat, who do you got for the four spot? Islanders. Okay. Um, they're a team that has kind of proven that they kind of are just there. Um, they they don't really they don't make a lot of splash, but they always seem to push at the very end and get scrappy to get into playoffs. Um, and I know they didn't. Again, they didn't do a whole lot, but I just like. I mean, when they have Sorokin, they just have a really good chance. Um, it's a better goaltending situation than a lot of the other teams. Um, you still got young guys, youngish guys on their team. Um, and I don't know, they just have a way to like make it count. Whereas sometimes I feel like, for example, the penguins and the capitals, um, can kind of stutter at the chance when they need to really push. Um, whereas the Islanders, they, they they literally dig their heels in, play a wall of defense, and just kind of try to run you over. So uh, I yeah, so I've got them there. It's they're kind of they're not terrible, they're not great, but they make it count when they need to. That's why I have them there. In fourth, okay. Uh, going off board on the fourth pick too. This one's gonna be the really spicy pick that I know a lot of people are probably gonna give me a whole lot of crap for, but. 
Why not? Why not get a little crazy with it? Well, um, I'm glad you're aware of it, so me and Bailey can just watch from the sidelines as it happens. <laughs> I got the Rangers in fourth. The the intent. Oh, the intent way that Stormy is looking at the screen right now. She's ready for your spicy take. <laughs> she's ready to judge. Yeah, Rangers in fourth. Wow. Yeah, you got. I think what you got. Wheeler and you got um, Jonathan Quick. Like, okay, like those are good. Those are good pickups. But I think for me, it's they. It's like it's like the Rangers are like one of those teams where it's like, yeah, on the paper, like they have all these names, but at the same time, it's like they don't really amount up to a whole lot. And like they, you saw that Shesterkin kind of just like there was just some games he just didn't look good. Like he just seemed like he was just gas. Like they abused him last year in the regular season and in the playoffs. You saw he ran out of gas. Yeah. You got Jonathan quick, but at the same time, Jonathan quick hasn't really been himself over the last couple, like even last year, like he went to, he played with, he was with the Kings. Then he went to Vegas. Vegas used him a little bit in their five goal rotation that they had, but it's like, I just, yeah, you don't have, Tarasenko anymore you don't have Patrick Kane and they the way they made their power play worse last year was just detrimental to that team and for me it's like if Kako and Lafreniere still can't figure out what's going on I don't think that that's going to be a a case to help them out anymore and you've got to hope that you got to hope that Kreider, Panarin, and Sabinajad still kind of lead the way for them defense wise yeah Andre uh, Kendra Miller's good you know, unfortunately, got Truba. It is what it is. But I don't. For me, it's like I, <laughs> they have their captain. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what I, I so this is. This is an either it's a make it or break it kind of team for you. Then it really has to be. And for me, I think this is kind of like it, you saw what happened in the play. Like they were up on the uh, they were up on the Devils. Absolutely, just fell apart. And I like I don't think they really went for it in the offseason like, yeah you got a couple guys but it's like how much is that really to, helping and, and, and for be, me i think it's to I be think fair it's a, to be fair to be fair i don't think they went for things in the offseason because they did such pushes at the trade deadline right which i don't think really helped them out very much and i think this is a might be a year for them where they just slip like they're gonna slip like they're still gonna make the playoffs like don't get me wrong they're still gonna make it but i think it's the year where it's like they kind of slip up on themselves and the islanders kind of surprise people um, which fine, I'll go into it. I got the Islanders third. Like for me, and you even have to actually just tell his whole thing now. <laughs> well, we already know who his two and one are. What we're, we're gonna go by you, you don't know with Zach at this point. <laughs> no. Well, no, given I, what podcast we're on, I have a feeling. <laughs> tell me uh, if I'm wrong here, but well, I mean, well, well we're on. It was if was a, if we were talking like the dark ages or like the eighteen nineteen season, we would have different we have different answers. But that's to what I'm rankings. saying. We're not. This is twenty twenty three, my man. Yes. Um obviously, but this man came in here saying he had the spicy of takes. You don't know, Bailey. <laughs> my you point, know what happens when you assume, all right? <laughs> my point being is because I was on um the from the blue seats with Jimmy and them and we had Neil, we had uh Kim who's a, who's a Isles Girl Isles Girl three on Twitter. Um, the other gym from pens and things, um, we were doing a round table and this, I, this is the same group. This is the same prediction I did on that show. I just brought it to this one. 
I think the Islanders, yeah, they haven't they didn't do a whole lot, but it's still the Islanders. I would not I would never want to like count them out at all. Um but out for me, it's like I think the Rangers are gonna slip up on themselves. It's a make or break here. They're they're really gonna hope to have the guys who haven't really shown up yet. And I still think goaltending wise, outside of Shesterkin, it's still kind of a question mark. And do you really want to use him up again? And I think, like I said, going back to my Islanders pick at three, I they didn't do a whole lot. They got some extensions done. They got some guys who weren't really there. But if you get a full season of Horvat, yeah, he struggled last year when he came over. But I think you give him a full season, you get Mark Barzal to get rolling again, and you, they still have some guys who can score. I think the Islanders are going to surprise people. I really do. And like we can we never count we can never count these guys out. Everyone says that they got boring hockey. Okay, it maybe maybe not, who knows. I think like if that's your only take, all right, but I just think the Islanders are going to surprise people. And I think the Rangers are going to slip. That's kind of why I have them 4 or 5. I don't or 3 4. I know a lot of people are going to pick the Rangers 3, but I think the Islanders are going to be a little bit better than because I think the Rangers are going to slip up. Kat, do you and I have the same prediction for three? Actually, probably not. Ooh. Really? All right, Kat, who's your who's your three then? Devils. Oh, okay. Whoa. I think I don't get me wrong. The Devils are a very good team. Um, they've also got youth. And that can be really good for big pushes, but it can also be a little detrimental towards the end of the season and playoffs. I think, I I honestly, I think the Rangers, I have them at two because even with all the stuff you just said about them, um, I do think they still have a good amount of talent, a good amount of experience. And now that they've got a a coach on their bench that is well-versed in the playoffs, um, I think I don't know. I just have a feeling they'll do they'll they'll still pop up there. I still I personally think the Devils will still be our number one contention. Like I still think that they would, but I just have a feeling that Rangers will do a little they're they're gonna they're gonna be coming back for blood. The Devils want to come out and prove that they've still got that life and they've got that push and that what they came out with and proved last season. The Rangers want to prove that they're still relevant that they should still have that second second even number one spot and they have a lot of bite to them so i feel like they're just gonna push a little extra but just me okay it's my take wow all right all right bailey i guess uh, who's your number three then (laughs) i think i do think it'll be very close like i don't think i i think it'll come down to the end of the season and i think it'd be very close but okay yep well, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to. Um, <laughs> no, I've got um, Rangers at three, Devils at two. Um, for different reasons. Um, I, I think even though the Devils did lose a little bit of their depth in regards to their forwards, um, being that they're my second favorite team, Colorado did pick a few up. Mm-hmm. Um but I do still think with their not not just their young talent, but their talented youth, I think it's there. I I think they have an opportunity to, an opportunity to give us a pretty pretty decent competition for first place in the metro. Um, I just seeing 
yes, we did beat them pretty badly in our uh, round against them in playoffs, but I do think that they are still a very talented team who can be very competitive, who have the opportunity to produce a lot of grit to give not just the Metro a lot of competition, but to give the rest of the league a lot of competition as well. They're a team that's being looked at very widely by the entire league right now um, because of the talent that they were able to retain on their roster throughout the offseason after losing some of it. Um, so with that said, um, I, I think, and I, I don't mean to crap on our team, for this as well, but I think they give the Hurricanes a bit of a decent competition for first place. No, which is totally fair, and I, you know, I went Devils too as well because you look at I think them losing uh, Graves to Pittsburgh is going to be. And Neil even talked about it on the roundtable that that's going to be a huge that's going to be a loss for them that I don't think people are going to understand. But I think for the Devils, like you got the Hughes brothers. You know, Nico Heischer, you know. They, the chemistry on that team right now is unmatched. Yeah, the, the defense is really good. I mean, the only qu- the question mark I would put out there, and it's not really a huge question mark, is how is their goaltending going to be? You know, Vitek Vanacek played really well last year. Kier Schmidt came into his own, too. Um, I mean, they played really well against the Rangers in the second round. They, they as Neil played, they learned a lesson. They learned a lesson by the from the Hurricanes that you got to the second round, but you saw what a team that's built like Carolina is will do to you. And and that's I will say I'm not mad at their goaltending. No, their goaltending is good. And Vitek and Akira Schmidt, they even signed a little bit of depth too, and Keith Kincaid, who's going to do very well for their AHL affiliate. So oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I said, it's not so much a question mark. It's just kind of like, what are you going to get out of those guys this year? Like you're, like I said, Kirschman came in his own. Vitek Vanjic did pretty good, but at the same time, it's like you got to, you got to hope that they can play up to their potential, especially how tough this division is. Like I said, the top five, we could see all top five of our teams that we all picked make the playoffs or four at least. Like I don't think the the Atlantic did get better. But I don't think the Atlantic's to the point where they're going to start taking five spots and we're going to have like three teams out of the Metro. I think the Metro is going to have at least four. I do think all five, like from the Canes, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Penguins for me, I think all five of them could make it. Or we're going to at least see the Penguins just barely missing out again and the top four will make it. But yeah, the, I think the Devils are good. They're going to, they're, they're, they're going to give the Hurricanes good competition for the Metro like they did last year. It's going to be close. I don't. Th- Will we see how the Devils did last year, where they just absolutely just came out of the gates on fire? No pun intended, but it's just I think for them, it's, um, I think they're going to have a good year. They're going to they're going to keep close to Carolina. It's going to be it's going to be a dog fight for that for that division title. Um, the youth is good. The even like the the veterans presence is good too. Goal t- like I said, goaltending is not so much a huge question mark. It's just can they maintain it? Can they keep up with how they did the, to finish off the season? And yeah, I think that, like you said, Bailey, the developers are going to keep it close. It's not going to be a runaway for the Hurricanes. They're going to give them their toughest competition. So, um, okay, obviously, we all kind of, at this point, everyone kind of knows who we're going with at one. It's the Hurricanes. 
surprise, surprise, welcome to a Hurricanes podcast. We're picking them to, <laughs> to, to go for their third straight Metro Division title, their fourth straight division title in general. Thank you to the Central uh, for the bubble season. Um, I mean, let's be honest. The Hurricanes, they, they brought back the goaltending. Goaltending was good last year. He got Piotr starting his first year of his four-year contract. Yanov Peretz is their fourth goalie. You kind of know where you're at when you're goaltending. It's good. I mean, depth is fine in case someone gets hurt. You know we got some goalies behind them. They're going to take care of business. Defense, Dimitri Orlov, one of the top defensive uh, defensive free agents, snagged him up for a couple seasons. That's good. Got some extra bodies just because, of fact, we have an AHL team. Caleb Jones brought, re-signed Dylan yeah, – qualified over Dylan Conlon. They brought Tony D'Angelo back. So that's going to be interesting how they're going to figure out that whole situation with the nine. The Canes this year are proving that they are a very defensively-minded team, but they're also proving that this is the year where they're going to add – some help with scoring. No, oh, yeah. Depth, we say all the time days. that scoring has never really been an issue per se. It's the timely scoring and scoring when it counts that matters for yeah. us. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you I, know, led the defense and defense led all other defensemen in scoring last year. Brent Burns, you know, broke the record for most points by a defenseman <laughs> in the season. Of course, you need to bring Tony D'Angelo back, who had the who had it the season before, but you know, still got Jalen Sheffield. So got Shane Pesci and Slavin. Depth for days on this top to bottom. There's just depth all over the place. And Caleb Jones, I I think he's a good pickup too by the Hurricanes. Um, I think he's going to get some time there as well. He's good defensively. He can score too here and there. Offense, like you said, Bailey, (laughs) they bring in Michael Bunting last two seasons, over 23, got 23 goals the last two years. Got some huge minutes on the top line with Matthews and Marner. Power play, he got a lot of time on there as well. He brings a little bit of more physicality, more net front presence, which outside Nason, we really didn't have a whole lot of last year. So you add him to it as well. It's going to be very interesting. Yes, you get Brandon Lemieux. Uh, as you know, Mike and Shane said, there's a lot of extra PNV on the roster. Basically, they're not going to let teams bully them like we saw last year in the playoffs or throughout the season where a lot of guys took pot shots against our star players in front of the goal. Um I mean, offensively, we're pretty much bringing a lot, everyone back for the most part. Dexter is back. Steph Nason. Uh, Andres Feshikov should hopefully be good to go for opening night. You know, if not, I mean, we'll be fine. And we'll figure it out. KK, Nietzsche, they're all going to be back. I think my, I'm very excited for Michael Bunting on that top line with Ajo and Jarvis. That's going to be a lot of fun. Fourth line is going to be very, very interesting how they're going to work that out with you know, is Jack Drury going to be the four C? Is Ryan Suzuki making a case for himself? Jack um, Drury is going to be a big question mark this season. Where's, where's Tavo going? Yeah, I know. And I know that's a bigger uh, question with Bunting with Bunting in the lineup. That's a bigger question. I know during camp, everyone's kind of surprised they saw Tara Vine on that third line. I just think it's a camp thing. I don't know. Do you really see Rod Burnmore splitting up? Fost and Stahl, they've been together for the last like two or three seasons. Do I wouldn't really... say I would I would think that the third line's pretty honestly the third line is the one I'm the most sure of. <laughs> but the thing, and, and I, know, I know a lot of people are like fourth line Terravina is dumb and makes no sense. <laughs> Let's be honest here, there's no lines. It's just guys are on a group together. So yeah. yeah. And and the thing is Terravina, he's good defensively. He's a good defensive forward. Like he's on the penalty kill. A lot. He's really good there. He can like it's. 
I don't understand why people don't think that like he's not good defensively. He's a very good defensive forward. And if he's on the quote unquote fourth line, that's still not a bad thing because you still got Steph Nason on the left. Yeah, you might have Jack Jury or Ryan Suzuki or insert whoever here. Zach Aston Reese, if he makes the lineup as an as a depth piece, because we're gonna need some extra bodies. I don't think Tara Vinan on the fourth line would be a bad thing. Because like you said, Cap, you can't put him in the top six. The top six is kind of set. And do you really want to break up that third line with Fostal and Martinuk? They played really well together last year. They're they're like all, across all analytics, they were usually in the top 25 in the entire league in terms of lines that were shut down. And then like, do you really want to break up Foss and Stahl? They've been together for two seasons now. I wouldn't say almost three. But anyway, we have a whole week to figure this out. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not even really. Um, as we wrap up, because <laughs> we could speculate this kind of forever. Um, two things to note. I say make sure you check out Walt's new podcast, uh, Storm Report. Is that correct? Uh, Storm Report, where he does little mini interviews. So far, he had Brenda Moore on there. He also had Jarvie. Honestly, the Jarvis one. Brenda Moore classic can't go wrong jarvis guys you'll be laughing it's so it's just so fun hearing from him um he addresses the tattoo concerns um he addresses what he does in the off season how he feels about caniacs all of those fun things um so here's to walt joining the podcast world um and we're excited to hear more from him there's so many long podcasts in this world walt you're doing us a solid by giving us a short one (laughs) yeah so love to hear that also um on a more somberish note um we just also want to talk note that um all of the hockey world kind of uh, expressed their um sadness as the uh passing of the calgary flames assistant general manager chris snow mm-hmm. uh this week uh so we just want to acknowledge that and everything that he's done for the game and our thoughts and prayers are with his family and with the flames organization and with anybody um, who knew him um he was a wonderful presence on the organization uh lost a hard fought battle with als um Mm -hmm. so if you can uh and have the ability to help out his family and donate donate there's a gofundme on the calgary flames uh twitter page um i would highly suggest either looking there or reaching out or maybe not reaching out to the family but looking out for ways that you might be able to help out the organization or their family in this tough time or anything yeah. or anything that's fighting ALS. Yes. That always use yeah. assistance. So we just want to put those two notes. Um, but yeah, uh, we always, we, we talk about all the fun stuff that goes with hockey, but we do have to recognize it's a family. And so when things like this happen, we also have notes. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, thanks for joining us this week. We said we didn't have a lot to talk about, but we always still manage to find something to talk about. <laughs> uh, so we got two more preseason games and then we will be going full swing into the season on the 11th. So you've got one more episode with us uh, before regular season hits. Um, And of course we are very excited. We are setting up uh, the details for our, we're really, really close to our hundredth episode. And again, we're not going to give away any spoilers. Honestly, I don't even want Zach to tell you what to look forward to that week. I just want you to go in (laughs) clear minds, open hearts, can't lose. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we are gonna see who are, we're gonna see who the guest is when it is that week. We are gonna. Mm, we're gonna we I don't gonna think you should. I don't think you should. I think people uh, should go into it cold turkey. Leave people on their cold house. turkey. Uh, actually, cold turkey, Zach. 
Uh, actually, no, because if you actually think about it, knowing that our, who our guest is before the episode, we'll get more people to listen to the episode. So, yeah. Then there's people freaking out on Twitter if you don't. Being like, oh my god, why did they surprise us with this? So... I don't know. All right, we'll anyway. we'll talk about it. Anyway, we're really excited about that episode. We're really excited to we'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, had we... some, we've had some great guests. This is just going to be another really great guest to have on here. Um, we're all a little bit in shock that we get to have such great guests. What are you talking about? I'm calm, cool each and every time. Sure you are. Sure. I have the receipts that say otherwise. Um, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're looking to follow me on TikTok, of course, it's uh, KVT Hunter 74. And if you're looking on Twitter, X, whatever it is, it's Kaniac Chick. Uh, looking forward to, I was already getting back into the swing of things, watching the preseason games and tweeting um, what I was seeing, what I was feeling, all of those fun things. Um, even saw Walt come and sit down a few rows for me. It was a kind of a surreal experience to see him in person doing his job but yeah can't wait to interact with you guys uh maybe see some of you at the season ticket member event going on tomorrow uh bailey, bailey. <laughs> you can find me over on twitter at bailey curtis and that's bailey with two y's uh follow me over on instagram over at bailey lynn curtis um, I run things over on the YouTube side. So if you're looking at this, hi, hello, how you doing? Uh, be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down below. Let us know in the comments who your Metro division or what your Metro division predict or predictions are. We'd love to debate with you and kind of see what you guys think. That goes for the people on Twitter too. Let us know what you guys think. Um, be sure to hit that uh, bell button or bell icon down below as well. So you never miss an episode as well as leaving us a like because you know, it helps. Um, if you're wanting to follow some of my other endeavors outside of Hurricanes hockey, I cover the Colorado Eagles, which are the uh, AHL affiliate for the Colorado Avalanche out here, um, you know, in Colorado. Um, <laughs> but if you're looking to follow me in some of my endeavors over there, please follow me over on Twitter at FPH Eagles and look out for some of my content. Yes. Uh, if you also want to check out the Surge cast, make sure to follow at the Surge cast on X Instagram. There's YouTube. link trees in our bios. Yep. Uh, also, real quick, make sure to go check out uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. That's hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all great podcasts over there for all these other teams that that we have on the network. Uh, check out the blogs we're doing. We actually are start doing some live streams uh, during the season as well for certain games. So make sure to check out the YouTube for the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, make sure to follow them on X at HockeyPodNet. That's also the same thing for Instagram. Uh, for me, here's my laundry list of stuff. Uh, <laughs> on X, one true Zach, that's only true Zach, it's uh, spell it out. It's not the number one itself. Instagram, Zach R. Martin 22 um, In terms of writing, I'm also with Field Pass Hockey. I cover the Greenville Swamp Rabbits of the ECHL, so on X, that is FPH Swamp Rabbits. Um in my personal bio on Twitter or X Twitter, whatever you want to call it, I do have a link to my author page for the hockey writers. Uh, I'm actually the I cover the Hurricanes over on the hockey. Guys, writers. he's credentialed. <gasps> <laughs> yes, if you, if you haven't known, if you don't know, uh, I did get officially credentialed with the hockey writers to cover the Hurricanes in person. It's ten or eleven games. It's not a lot, but it's still a good you know good amount of games you know for my first season doing that. So I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, make sure you go check out my articles. I think I'm up to 11 already over there. So 
got a lot more great content coming on that side of things so make sure to check out check out my writing over there at the hockey writers talking about your favorite hockey team in the nhl but until next week for episode 15 of season three where we are going to preview the opening night game between the hurricanes and the ottawa senators i'm zach i'm bailey i'm kat and we'll see you here next time it's october hockey season baby at the search cast I would just like you guys to know the main color of all this red. Yes, red. We're excited, bye. Yeah, it's hockey.